Welcome back to Finding Joy in the Hard. I'm your host, Suzanne Andorra Barron. On today's mini-sode, I want to share what my family did to manage the holidays. The holidays, as we know, can be really hard for those who've lost someone. Their absence is just so glaring. So for my family, Christmas came around five months after Christopher passed. My husband and I couldn't bear the fact of being home on Christmas. We found a last minute deal to go away for the holiday. And it was, of course, it was still hard to be away, but we didn't have to relive those traditions of Ryan waiting at the top of the stairs by himself without his brother coming down and running to the tree without his brother, right? I couldn't even imagine it. My heart hurt too much. So we spent the week, we were fortunate enough to find a really good deal the week before Christmas, and we went to Hawaii. And this was the first vacation without Christopher. So that was a challenge. You know, you, you choose to avoid something because it's too hard. And then you step into something else that you didn't expect was going to be maybe almost equally hard, but that happens in life, right? With our choices. So I brought Christopher's teddy bear, his beloved teddy bear, Anthony with us. And it just felt like I had a part of Christopher. So I was holding him walking through the airport and getting on the plane. And of course, the flight attendant thought it was Ryan's and said something. And Ryan and I just nodded, knowing that she was off base, but that's okay. She didn't know. So that was it. Going away. If you can go away anywhere, it doesn't have to be as far as Hawaii. That can help you. Just change it up. Mix it up. My my grief counselor always said, reframe your holiday. And whatever that means, create a new tradition, create something a little different. So it, so their absence isn't as glaring. That's one tip. The second tip is lean on your friends and family. Ryan was seven. He still was expecting gifts under the tree from Santa. My friends are so amazing. They not only helped me with the shopping because I couldn't go to the mall, They came into my house, put the wrapped gifts under the tree. They left a coffee cake on the table. So when we came home, we had breakfast. I think they even helped put the lights up outside. So rely on your friends. They want to help you. Tip three. One of the things I really needed was to feel like Christopher was still present. It didn't matter that he was no longer here. I needed him to be present. So I did a lot of things to feel like he was still in our life. Of course, he was in in our life, but I wanted him to physically be here. So I got a giant wreath and I took it to the cemetery and I said to all of our friends and his friends, our family, cousins, etc., pick an ornament that represents your relationship with Christopher and bring it to the cemetery and put it on the wreath. And oh, each time I visited the cemetery, there was another ornament there. And, you know, there was a Pepsi bottle because they knew he loved Pepsi and 
There was a Mets because they knew he loved Mets, but the child who dropped off the Mets also loved the Mets. And there was Harry Potter and Star Wars and so many other beautiful ornaments. And if you don't have a grave or you don't want to go to the grave, you could have a tree in front of your house and you can mark that your loved one's tree. In episode three, we saw that with Joanne. She called it a memorial tree for her husband, John. You can call it your, you can name it your loved one's tree. We have a dogwood tree in the back of the, in the backyard that only blooms around Christopher's birthday. And Rich has started calling it Christopher's tree. The holidays will be so hard. They are so hard, especially if the loss is recent. Be kind to yourself. Do what you can. Maybe take on some of these tips that I offered. You know, the Hawaii trip, we, I think it was so last minute. I mean, it was like, let's go away next week. And that's how quick it was. So if you haven't done anything yet, it's still time. And going away the week before Christmas is much less expensive than the week of Christmas. That's all for now. I wish you well. Oh, a healing tip I need to add. Here's a healing tip. And this is, this is actually really great for what I just spoke about. Take one of your hands or both hands and place them underneath your cheekbones. So the place underneath our cheekbones helps with releasing that mental bondage, that attachment to how things need to be. It can also help quiet you. If you feel revved up, place your hand under your cheekbone. Last Friday, I was I was feeling very um, revved up. That's the only word I can think about. I was visiting my mom. She's in the hospital. And I was just feeling like I was moving too fast. And so while I was driving, I placed the other hand on my cheekbone. Just one hand. I know with Jinjin Jitsu, we usually use two hands. Jinjin Jitsu, for those of you that haven't may not know, it's an ancient Japanese healing modality in which we use our hands, placing them on certain parts of our body and our breath. So simply placing your hand underneath your cheekbone calms you down. It releases stress. You can hold it for a few minutes of, of, or longer. It also helps with digestion. Any time that you practice Jin Shin Jitsu, you might twitch, you might hear rumbling in your belly, you might feel sensation elsewhere. This is your energy pathways beginning to balance. If you'd like to get weekly Jin Shin Jitsu tips, I have a newsletter with mindset ahas and Jin Shin Jitsu tips that I send out every Sunday. You can sign up at my website, SuzanneABaron.com, and I'll put it in the show notes. Have a beautiful day and happy holidays.